breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Scott Hughes in studio with this filling in for Aaron on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh Shreveport attorney Du Thompson. Do good morning. Thank you for taking time to join us. Good morning and thank you for having me. Yes, sir. I know you I know you've got a, a busy schedule. Um you're representing. Tell us about how that came about and and, and uh the, what the latest is right now on this situation with the officer involved shooting. Well, as you know, I represent Officer Alexander Tyler, and uh, yesterday we were informed that the state police secured an arrest warrant, and once we were notified of the arrest warrant, we immediately uh, had him turned in at Caddo Correctional Center. Uh, We've been compliant throughout this whole process with the investigation, and uh, that was uh, further evidence of that. And then um, thereafter, we had a bond hearing at the Caddo District Court where Officer Tyler's bond was set. And his next court date uh, of April 3rd was also set in place. Do this is Scott Hughes. Good morning. Um, Good morning. Walk us through that. Some of the initial reports indicated that there might not be a bond, and then I think we saw him bonding out. And obviously we understand how bond works, but um, what, what, what was the bond situation on this case? Well, uh, the initial uh, bond was set at a no-bond setting, and I think that was put in place for the district court to – have a hearing and gather information prior to setting a bond. And once that process was was done, a bond was set in what I believe was uh, commensurate to what other similarly situated cases have been set in the past. We've had other police officer uh, involved deaths in the past, in custody deaths, and those bonds were set along the lines of what Officer Tyler got. We're talking with Dew Thompson, attorney for Officer Alexander Tyler of the Shreveport Police Department. Uh, Dew, we most of us have seen the the body cam footage. Um, at the at the moment of the of the shooting, Officer Tyler appeared to be very shocked and uh, very surprised. Uh, in in was working, you know, along with the other officer. Uh, to perform, you know, uh, first aid and CPR. What what is what is Officer Tyler's? Um, where is he right now as far as uh, his 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 condition? How is how is he dealing with this? Well, he's very upset. He's very emotional about all this. As I've stated before, no good officer wants to be put in this position. And you know, we have so many good officers with the Shreveport Police Department, and they go out each and every night on their patrol with the one mission in mind is to come home alive and safe and to protect and serve. And to that extent, they don't want to be put in this situation and they don't go out there stating, I I want to shoot somebody. Sure. And so to that effect, being put in this situation obviously upset him. And that was shown in the body camera footage. I mean, he was not cavalier about it. He was very upset, Mm -hmm. uh, immediately rendered aid and, it's just an unfortunate situation for all involved. It, it, it is, dude. I think you just kind of gave a great summation. If you watch it, they do go immediate aid. You can actually hear the ambulance coming in the background if you listen to the tape. Ultimately, the charge is, and I'm not an attorney, do. Ultimately, the charge is negligent homicide. 
And I think we look at the first definition, killing of a human being by criminal negligence. And I believe there's a presumptive evidence standard. And I think we get down to what the definition of criminal negligence is. Um, as, as the defense attorney, going into court, defending the officer, what, what is the defense? What is the standard you have to go to to, um, to kind of, I hate to say fight the charge, but to defend your client? What, what, what's, what, what is this case going to swing around? Well, you know, and again, unfortunately, I'm kind of limited on what I can discuss with the case itself unless it's already in the public record. But to the extent that I can comment on uh, the charge itself, you know, a gross negligence uh, by the statute definition means that there's a, a deviation below what an ordinary person would do in a standard of care situation. And the examples I used to uh, give from my career as a prosecutor were cases like where you saw people drag racing down King's Highway. And a death occurs, even though they didn't mean for a death to occur. There's a gross negligence by drag racing down a road where there's known pedestrians. Yeah, that, that, that's a common example of gross negligence. Um, in a case like this, I think the theory would be that he deviated below his training standards and uh, committed gross negligence in the killing of a human being. So it's, it's not an intentional homicide. It's a gross negligence analysis so has there been a a, a a trial date set is there what's the next step from here well from here the case is in the district attorney's hands and the district attorney has several options one he can decline the case or two he can uh charge the case uh on on their own or three they can send it to grand jury and see what the grand jury says about it but uh, i anticipate that we'll have an arraignment on April third, and and and, I, and again, we're not attorneys. Do we often hear some of these cases? They get jurisdictional change. Is this one you believe if it went to court? Because I heard you say it might. You know, assuming it goes to court, is this you believe it would be heard in Cattle Parish, or it would be would the jurisdiction perhaps be moved due to the media coverage? Well, we'll, we'll we're we're certainly uh, compiling all the evidence of the media coverage so far right now, which has been extensive and it's. Very concerning, especially what uh, I feel is some irresponsible narrative that's been put out there, and that's always a concern in taming a potential jury pool. So we will certainly address that if necessary when the time comes. And I believe I saw you last night on at least one of the national news channels. And it, it, as, as the defense attorney, what has the national interest in this story been based on the national narrative related to um, police-involved shootings? Well, well, well again, I mean – there's a lot of media coverage with it, and as we've seen on the national trend, there's a lot of interest in these type of cases. So, unfortunately, that brings uh, extensive media coverage in cases like this when it's unwanted. Um, but to that extent, uh, we're having to battle that narrative as well, not only in the courtroom but in the court of public interest, unfortunately. And for Officer Tyler, um, what is his actual disposition at this point we know he's been arrested he's out on bond is he on leave with pay i mean what what is his status within the department at this point what do you see the future for that he he is on uh paid administrative leave and that's state law and he'll be on that status until the resolution of these cases
1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. I saw a post just a few minutes ago said, Mother Nature be throwing out temperatures like lotto numbers. 33, 68, 40, 55. I'm like, man, that is so true. Above average today. Well, the trip or Bozier was the winter than this weekend. It was beautiful weather for especially the Highland Parade on Sunday. Um, and so we're in the higher numbers of those lotto numbers. We're above average right now uh, as far as temperatures for It was in today. the 60s as I got up this morning and came out yes. here. Yeah. Crazy. So weekend, how you how'd soccer go? You guys played St. Thomas More, we know we you knew going in. There were three teams left in North Louisiana for soccer going in the weekend. There's only one standing. My daughter's Cattle Magnet Mustangs went to Lafayette. We 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 gave it a good try. We played the full game. That 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 was the accomplishment. You held we them played, to ten rounds. We we held them to only seven <laughs> goals. Um St. Thomas More Lady Cougars are very good. They are the number two ranked team in the country. And I will just tell you this, they've earned it. It's, yeah. it's not one of those mythical rankings. They are that good. Locally, the, the Lady Lola Flyers played at home. Um, they, they gave it a great game. They went to double overtime, but they ended up losing two to one. Um, so there are no women's teams left, but. The Bozier Bearcat boys, Mike, you're and I alma mater. Yeah. They won a game one nothing and they play for the state championship, I believe, Thursday. Oh wow. Down in Hammond. So Go congratulations Bearcats. to the Bozier Bearcat men's soccer team. They will play for a state championship. Not something many teams in North Louisiana do. Good. Congratulations. Bearcats. Uh I I have to admit, excuse me. <clears throat> I wanted I love the Highland Parade. Um, but after you and everybody else in North Louisiana Sunday, I you, spent. Except you were the only one that didn't go. I think, I, right, I, Ruben? He wasn't there. Ruben, did you go? I absolutely went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a fantastic time. Maybe too fantastic of a time. Ruben, Ruben, Ruben was a little... ate his way across East Shreveport. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, I I ended up. We we got new flooring in in our kitchen. Dixie Floors came out, did a fantastic job. Not a commercial. This is just what happened. Um, but they had to take out the uh, existing floor, which was a tile floor in the kitchen. They put down this new water, this waterproof baseboard, and then laid the 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 uh, this nice vinyl. And they had a subcontractor to finish that work off, didn't they? No. What did they, Mike? Well, so the flooring <laughs> was lower than what was in there, so the, all the quarter round on the baseboard had to be lowered. So. That's hard work. So Mike had to go back through the kitchen, through all the baseboards, and sand those down because the baseboard was there, but the quarter round had to be moved, and then repaint. Son, for an old fat man, that's hard work. That is hard work for a young, skinny man. (laughs) That wore me out. So by Sunday, I told my wife, I said, we got, we, uh, after church, we went to eat with her, her, her brother and his family. His daughters were in town Your with their babies. Were in town yeah. With the babies. And they all went to the Highland Parade. Along with everyone else. Telling oh, Mike, it was I unbelievable. I wanted to go, but I just didn't feel like fighting it. People were lying. <laughs> Down Gilbert, it starts right there at the corner. Uh, oh yeah, Gilbert. We walked down there Ockley to it. Bridges, the yes. Chinese Pizza, and I, I was standing right there in the corner, actually with some of the police officers, right there where it all comes together. And I could see all the way down Gilbert, almost to probably Kings. It's a straight shot down. Mm-hmm. There were people as far as you could see. They were probably ten deep on each side of the street. And it was I love unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. I love it. We'll talk more about that tragedy at the crew of Gemini Parade.
also that we'll talk about uh, as well. And I, I, I'm hoping to get uh, somebody from the Shreveport Police Department uh, on the on the phone with us. Later a lot of morning. unknowns. There were two shootings, yes. unfortunately, on Saturday night during the big parade, both in the same area, the Clyde Fant, um, you know, kind the of D Magnolia Street Charter area School. right there where the bridge is. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see if we can find out more about that. Mike and McCarty, Scott Hughes in studio with us, 1017. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and, and I don't, Ruben. Forgive me if I'm not. Ruben's not feeling well this morning. I am not. Did no. you, I was going to ask you if you caught a hot dog. <laughs> no, from no. The, I was really bummed. I did. I didn't get a hot dog this year. Got plenty of beads. I got a hot dog. Did, did you, you get one? They were great. They come with mustard. Who's wow! Like, not just a hot dog. They put <laughs> condiments inside. I, I saw a thing that said they prepare those on the float. So it's not like they were they were cooked and wrapped two days ago and, and loaded up. They they do those on the float. Hey, they're they're good. It's the crew of barbecue, I believe. Yes, they call themselves barbecue. <laughs> they throw. They also throw bags of spaghetti and meatballs. Ziploc bags of spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, and I didn't get that. Spam sandwiches. Somebody somebody Ooh. next to me caught a VHS tape uh, was, again. Yeah, again. Pretty cool. What was it? Still don't know what's on it. Ruben doesn't know to be. I don't have a VCR anymore. No. He's got quite the collection now on the shelf you're building. <laughs> I've got a DVD burner, uh, a, a VHS tape to DVD burner. Oh, yeah. That's back in my shed. It's not hooked up in my, in my unit, but... Uh, uh, I do have that, whether it would still work or not. So yeah. we, we make it try that. Maybe. <laughs> Where would you find Bring a burnable DVD? I know. Oh, yeah, I've got those. Oh, good. Yeah, I've got those in my studio because sometimes I use them for storage. Nice. But yeah. I think I think if you could name it, it was thrown at the Highland Parade. Absolutely. It, it came off it was, of a float. It was wild. Well, I wanted to go, but I just I, I just couldn't. I was just wiped out. I'm old. I've just come to the conclusion. <laughs> I did laugh uh, coming after the parade. People were walking up my street. It was packed. And uh, these couple of groups of teenage boys, and they were carrying stacks of cups as tall as they were. <laughs> Somebody, my next door neighbor had put a, like a love seat out on the, out on the street uh, for it to be picked up. And one of the groups stopped. <laughs> And they're sitting like four or five of them laying all over this love seat. It's like, dude, y'all are too young to be worn out at this age. Come on. It was pretty funny. Oh, Lord. Scott Hughes in studio, Michael McCarty, 1017 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty airing. Still out. I talked with her a little bit over the weekend. She's doing great. Uh, she just hasn't been released by the doctor yet. She's got an appointment on, I think Wednesday. And hopefully you'll say, "Yep, good to go," because she's doing laps in the pool at the Y. So, uh, hello. I think she was on floats, just <laughs> flinging things. I was pretty convinced it was her in costume. I, I, yeah. <laughs> 
was going to say, she was probably on one of the floats, exactly. No, her son is actually one of the um, assistant coaches for Catamega Soccer, so he was with us in Lafayette, and I had dinner with him Friday night, and he said she's doing really well, and um, hopefully she'll be back Thursday. Yeah, she's moving around, so yes. Uh, I heard a report this morning, apparently it was a surprise, our president is in Ukraine. Surprise! 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 Yeah, and that's quite. I mean, we we that's quite a trip. This is, um, to the best I could tell, one of the first times in a, in a long time. You probably go back to World Wars that a U.S. president has gone into a war zone that we don't control. This is different than Afghanistan. We don't have a forward base that's our base, and mm-hmm. that we. This is completely a war zone. He went into. I'm not sure how I feel about this. It's it's, it's interesting. It's uh, yeah. It's my because my initial reaction is not good. And then there's there's video. I've seen I haven't seen a lot of the report, but he landed. Um, this all took place about one o'clock midnight our time is when he landed because mm-hmm. it's the daytime over there. And there was apparently some buildup. Um, and the people in Kiev have gotten used to dignitaries coming. They know something's happening. Streets get shut down. But the word on the street was this was a little more. There was a lot of security. Internets were turned off because, of course, anything that tips, he's there. You know, he's mm-hmm. a target. Um, he's in the middle of a country where we don't have an air base. We have nothing. Um, I'm not sure how he got there. I haven't seen the pictures of Air Force One landing at Kiev Airport yet. So uh, they'll show us later how he actually gets there. But um, it's to be honest, regardless of what you think about the president, it's pretty stunning video of he and the president of Ukraine walking around the streets with the air sirens going off. Um, and then obviously you can't stay on the ground very long and you're there and you do your press conference and you have to get out. I think he's in Poland now. I think that that's sort of the other official cover of the trip is he's now over in Poland, but, um, a rather historic visit to a war zone to Ukraine. It's, it, it is historic, but uh, again, there's a lot of questions. Um, my question now, obviously we don't like any country invading, you know, another country, um, Russia. Oh, sorry about that. Got to turn that off. Um, but but Zelensky's not this. I mean, he's a dictator. He's not this innocent, you know. Zelensky's not a dictator by no definition. He was democ- he was elected by the people in a fair democratic election. And he also um, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Any opposition. He's he he quelches immediately. He shuts down only the you know he only allows government propaganda. He only you know he jails any opposition to his his regime. I'm I'm going to bring up some things that he he's not this just this nice president that that our government our president wants to portray him as. I think I think he's the good guy in this fight, Mike. In I think, this fight, I, I think you may want to check some of your news sources on some of that. It's there. There's been no question so far that Ukraine is a democratic country under attack from a guy that's exactly what you just described. Well, who clearly Putin that, that sure. does everything. Who's now getting help from the Chinese on the backside with who who also came out this weekend. Um, and, and there was that meeting too. There was a meeting of our Secretary of State and the Chinese Secretary of State over Balloon Gate, where this issue of Arms maybe from China to Ooh. Russia came up. So it's just, it's, it's a messy situation. I'm going to take a break. I didn't realize the clock was moving so fast. Uh, 101.7 FM.
1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty airing, still out from her shoulder surgery. She'll be back late this week. Looking forward to her getting back. Scott Hughes in studio with us this morning. Um, Journey was in town last night, and Toto, I've seen Journey, never seen Toto in concert. Don't stop believing. Uh Oh, Journey. I'm thinking yeah. I'm still I'm still on Toto. Yeah, absolutely. End of Sopranos. And apparently everybody left the Highland Parade and went there. All, I've seen just tons of pictures from the Journey concert. Oh yeah. A lot a lot of a lot of uh, all over Facebook Journey people they, they, we're here and, and yeah, I'm looking for news updates and all I'm seeing is Journey and Highland Parade. That's it. <laughs> just all over it's my a news huge, feed. Huge weekend because I think there was also one of those Winter Jam concerts on Saturday night over at the Century Tail. I saw pictures from at um, the Brookshire Grocery Arena. At the Brookshire Arena. Grocery Arena, yes. Big <laughs> I, I'm trying to get used I to know, it. Man, I know. I'm trying to get used to it. At the <laughs> but, sack. But I'm the <laughs> I'm great. I'm grateful they've taken it over. Um, but the, yeah, Journey concert. Uh, let's see, Alabama was that Friday night? Alabama. When was that one? Oh, now I don't remember. I think I was just telling you. I've reached the age where I see the pictures and go, "Ooh, how did I miss? It? Didn't even know it was coming." But I'm glad I didn't go. So my wife got me for Christmas tickets to see Nate Bargatze. He's coming to the uh, Municipal Auditorium. A, I love the Municipal Auditorium. Anything going on there, I, I love going. Uh, so we're, I think that's this, this week, this weekend. That'd be fun. My wife got me tickets to see a guy named Jermaine Funny Man, um, who, who does some comedy on the Internet. And so we're looking forward to seeing him at the Municipal, I believe. Oh, okay. My, so we were having breakfast Saturday morning uh, with my mom and my sister. Your family deal. We do the same thing. All yes. traditional Saturday morning breakfast. Love it. I love that tradition. And my mom mentioned that uh, this comedian, it's a stand-up comedian named Brad Upton. Now, Brad is an older guy. He's mid-60s. Young. Mid-young comedian. <laughs> Well, young comedian is is Nate Bargatze. He's in his, uh, I think, well, mid-40s. But uh, Brad Upton's hilarious. It, it, there's something on, on the Internet called Dry Bar Comedy. Have you seen any of those videos? No, I'm in my I'm in my mid fifties, so I don't go searching the internet a whole lot. So I'll take your word for it. But it's all clean. They're all you know. It's those it's, are the best ones. I think the comedians that can make you laugh without just and that's Brad Upton. And he, of course, he talks about millennials and he talks about being a boomer. And uh, but anyway, my mom said he's coming to town. So I looked it up and I got us tickets. So my mom and I have a date night coming up in May. That'd be nice. I know. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited. So, And she's excited because, he's again, he's clean and, and he's <laughs> coming from a perspective that I can relate to. <laughs> yeah. and, and we used to have a word for, for, for a clean comedian. We called them comedians. Yeah. <laughs> And then I think exactly. Eddie Murphy Raw was the big one that came out, and Richard Pryor kind of started to cross the line. I think a little bit back. Oh, in Lenny, the day. Lenny Bruce yeah. was the one that really started back in the, what the this is the sixties. So now we have a genre called clean comedians. But yeah, Jim Gaffigan, Nate Bargatze, all those guys that 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 I just love. Oh, Gaffigan's great. We saw Gaffigan. He he just tells jokes about food. You sit there and laugh forever. <laughs> He talks to himself. I, 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 I love how he talks to himself. He answers for the audience. How many how many hot pocket jokes is he going to do? That guy's not right. 
Oh, my gosh, but we digress. Scott Hughes in studio for Aaron McCarty, 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Is it Friday yet? No. Sorry. I, I, I digress. Happy Monday. Uh final final weekend of Mardi Gras wrapping up. Big day yesterday, big weekend. Um The parades are largely over now. There may be one or two smaller ones. Are there? There's always one or two smaller parades. We used to have some at the mall. Um I think Tuesday like night, kids parade or Tuesday something? night, though they do the walk over Texas Street Bridge. The parades kind of close it out officially with a toast on Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday, and of course Wednesday's Ash Wednesday, and we get now into the religious side of Mardi Gras, which is Lent, and then into the Easter mm-hmm. celebration. Uh, another thing, of course, the uh, the shooting that took place during the crew of Gemini, reportedly two separate incidents. Both in the Shreve City area, Clyde Fant right there where it made the turn on the bridge. Uh, Magnolia, not not putting Magnolia Charter School in, but that's the location area yeah, around where they're Clyde talking Fant. about. In that, in that area right there from Magnolia around to the McDonald's, kind of. I um, There's not a lot of details about the shooting from Saturday night. Uh, apparently a teen from East Texas was killed. That's kind of the only confirmed detail we have is that this this young man from East Texas, a high school student apparently, mm-hmm. um, is deceased. The call came in and um, about 545, I think, there during the parade, and he's later pronounced dead at one of the local hospitals. That's the only confirmed thing I think we have. I, I, I did reach out to uh, Shreveport Police officials. They're not releasing any information yet. They said detectives are still working the case, and so uh, un- until they get you know everything lined out. They're they're just they're not releasing any information yet. One, one would think there would be a lot of witnesses and or video. Um, you and I were joking, but in other in other parts of the parade, we saw video of everything. What people ate, the floats. The, I mean, so there has to be some evidence, in which these, is in what these the shapes. detectives may be working on. And there may be a lot of it. It may take a while to work through. Yeah. So as soon as we do find out something, we will certainly pass that information along. Uh, crew of Highland Parade, I think, rolled off without a hitch. Oh, the only casualty I know from that was Reuben. Yeah, a little. Got uh, food poisoning. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little ill. I either ate too much or ate something I shouldn't have. <laughs> One or the other. Well, I'm, either way, I'm, I'm with, struggling today. With Aaron not here, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> it was a little, it was a little late at three o'clock this morning to call in. So yeah. I, just, I just I just muscled through it. Oh well, because I, I've <laughs> sat over there and it's it's you know I've only done it once, so it's not fun not to know what you're. You There's know. like nine right. screens over there. Yeah. I don't even know what they all do. <laughs> I don't even know what they all do. It's like, a, it's, like it's like sitting in a cockpit of a B fifty two over there. I, I think he's actually landing planes out at Shreveport Regional. I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, thank you for for being here. Uh, of course, a lot of concerts over the weekend. Lots of things uh, coming up. Um, 
two weeks from F1. That's what I'm waiting for. F1 being Formula One racing. Yes, I know. And and for our listeners, Mike actually has an app on his phone that is counting down to the start of the first (laughs) F1 race. He showed me. It's in red, white, and blue. It's very patriotic. (laughs) It's it's, it's the countdown. Uh, They actually have, I think they're going to do some testing this weekend of the new cars they've got new the new 2023 uh cars they've all been they've all been debuted all, each team has debuted their new cars and so uh look i'm looking forward to that uh nate bargatze coming to town a lot of people are who is that look him up he's got a lot he's got several netflix specials yeah look up a guy with the name bargatze yeah bargatze. yeah wait, wait to help the audience mike <laughs> <laughs> Nate Bargatze. Uh he's he's clean, very funny, and uh I, I'm looking forward to that. Of course I love going to municipal for it's anything. It's a great building. We had our senior party in nineteen seventy nine at the municipal auditorium back when they did those did they still do those kind of things? Senior parties? Well Elvis had just played on Thursday night and y'all probably, got a Friday night, yeah. is that how it worked? <laughs> it's probably it, yeah. <laughs> We did a promotional video with the tourism. This was years ago, uh, and I had I had a, a, an Elvis jumpsuit, and so we did some kind of just some B roll footage uh, with the company that did the video production, and we were down in the basement of the uh, municipal, and again years ago. And and I had the, the, the white jumpsuit and we were kinda walking through in the, the, the black, you know, the Elvis wig. And, and and Scott, I'm telling you, there was a there was an old janitor. Literally it was like something out of a movie. There was an old janitor that had a broom and we came around a corner and he just stopped. And he just looked. He thought he'd seen a ghost. <laughs> it was a funny moment. But uh yeah. Mike has left the building. <laughs> Not quite the same. <laughs> William K. Henderson didn't quite get that line right. Mike has left the building. <laughs> that actually originated. Elvis has left the building. Originated at the Louisiana Hayride. Louisiana Hayride broadcast. I think it was on- Horace Logan yeah. that actually uttered those those famous words, and it was at. Uh, I think that was actually at the concert at uh, uh, the Hirsch. Yeah. When the, after the hayride had yeah. moved to the herd, and that's the history. And, and for those that don't know, you know the the, the big radio station here, um, KWKH, named for William K. Henderson. W. K. K. Henderson. William K. Henderson, yeah. the owner of the station, broadcast Louisiana Hayride, and so much history around Elvis and and Shreveport. Fascinating. Only product he ever endorsed. This I don't know. Southern made donuts. Oh, only product Elvis ever endorsed. And there's n- there's nobody has found any audio of him singing. The, the, apparently, there was a little jingle that he sang at the Hayride. Wow. I know. It, I'd love to find that. But nobody nobody's been able to. They find are that, that good. The, oh, don't get me started. Uh, Shreveport City Council is uh, still on the move to hire a. Uh, they said staff. it's not they a liaison. Yeah. Another staff member. Uh, in addition to the 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 number of chief deputy clerks and deputy clerks and clerk of council and they want one that works for them, not just works for the office of the city council. So another hundred thousand dollar a year salary is being proposed. We'll talk about that coming up next. Mike and McCarty with Scott Hughes, one zero one seven.
101.7 FM, 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty. Scott Hughes in while Erin is recuperating uh, from her shoulder surgery. She should be back, hopefully, uh, I think on Thursday. She she I talked to her a little bit this weekend. She's got a, a doctor's appointment on Wednesday to get checked out. And that'll be two weeks, and that's what he said he wanted her to have uh, before she got back into more of a normal routine. Yeah, she's got two weeks of notes. <laughs> on you and me, but also things she wants to talk about. So it's be, be, be tuned. Hopefully, tune in Thursday because Aaron's going to be on fire. I okay. just feel that. Does it feel like the Super Bowl was a hundred years ago already? S- Super Bowl one, yeah. I mean, no, I mean the Super Bowl that just took place. It seems like it was our. It's a month ago. I can't and, remember who won. No, it was it was Patrick <laughs> Mahomes and the Eagles. I think. And she said, she goes, I haven't been on the air the Monday after a Super Bowl. She goes, I don't think ever. And she really she hated not being here and you know being able to talk about it. So well, now she's not on the air the Monday after the Monday after she's never been on the Super Bowl. So uh, so she's she's looking forward to to getting back. And of course, we're looking forward to to having her back. Uh, Shreveport City Councilman Grayson Butcher going to join us at seven forty. Uh, we're talking about the Director of Council Affairs. It's a new position being created. Uh, for the city council. I, I think I, they've created it legislatively. Now they're trying to staff it. They're trying to hire right. somebody, which is going to be a challenge for them. To the tune of uh, around $100,000 a year. They apparently, according to reports, um, they apparently have some resumes, and there's questions of was it advertised? How was it advertised? Who are the resumes? We're not seeing them. Now they're going to do interviews. Now, in addition to the council members, now, granted, the council members themselves don't make much money. It's it's like is sixteen hundred a month. Is that am I remembering that correctly? I always look annually. There's somewhere in the area between I think fifteen to twenty thousand dollars would be the annual pay. Okay, and there's been there's been there's been proposals to raise it, but they just it, and they couldn't raise it on themselves. If they ever raised it, it's for the next council. Right. But the, now, the, but the staff members. There's a clerk of council, ninety thousand dollars salary. There's a deputy, a chief deputy clerk of council, eighty six thousand uh, dollars. A deputy clerk of council. There are two of those. One at seventy five thousand, and one at fifty two thousand. And then a council analyst at ninety nine thousand dollars. Now they want to add. Now, from what I understand, one of the deputy clerks is leaving. They want to remove. They want to change one of these positions. So the $75,000 salary. They're not actually adding a net staff person. Right. Five to six. It's just they're going to change the job descriptions of one of these, I think, up the salary. Um, And then this person would have different duties that have never before existed. That's my understanding. But the duties are to inform the public. If if I remember Dr. Alan Jackson, uh, he was on Keel News a few weeks ago. City Councilman Alan Jackson. City Councilman Dr. Alan Jackson. And he said, uh, and, and I'll, I'll read this quote, this person is going to be assisting us behind the scenes in order to tell the masses what's going on. So you've got to think about it, I'm quoting. If you look at percentages, 5% of the people of Shreveport actually actively pay attention to what is going on as far as legislation. What we're doing, even on Keel Radio right now, my goal is to make sure that the majority of people in Shreveport know what's going on. So basically, it, it sounds like a PR person. It, it, it's a, it, I remember hearing the phrase, tell our story. Um, and what's important to, to, to segment here is, 
It's to tell the story of the city council. And I think that's what Dr. Jackson is looking at separate than the story of the city of Shreveport. Because the city of Shreveport has a PR department. They have PIO officers and people that speak. Mm -hmm. And the mayor's office does that. And so this would be to tell the story separately of the entity, the city of Shreveport, and tell the story of the elected political officials, the city council. I think that's where people start getting into the weeds on this thing, saying, wait a second, is this a propaganda? Is this staff for our elected officials? But we have four clerk of courts on staff currently and, and also a council, and none of those can do any of these responsibilities? Well, well, that's not their job. Their job is to actually review the legislation. A lot of that's legal. If you ever watch the council, these are the people that, if you're looking at the, the, tape, the TV shot, they sit to the right side of the screen. If you're there in the building, they are what would be called stage left. But they're the legal counsel to the city council. When a councilman wants to draft legislation, this is the group that looks at it. And they say, oh, let's help you put it in the right format let's check the laws to make sure it'd be legal they if you're a citizen you can call the city council office this is who answers it but it's about legal legislation not the political side still but you have grayson coming up to explain all that to us we've got yes we'll talk with the city councilman grayson butcher uh coming up at 7 40 maybe he'll shed a little light on this with mike and mccarty and scott One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty with Scott Hughes in for Aaron this morning. And uh Shreveport City Council proposing another position. We talked about this a while back, but it's getting closer. Uh Councilman uh, Grayson Butcher going to join us on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline coming up next to talk about this very thing. <laughs> One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty with Scott Hughes in studio and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Shreveport City Councilman Grayson Butcher. Grayson, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. How are y'all? Man, we're doing great. Thank you for uh, agreeing to talk with us this morning. Uh, sure. We're talking about the uh, Director of Council Affairs that uh, okay. has been this position has been created. Um, are you guys interviewing now? Is how's that process going? Where, where are we in that stage? Well, as as I'm sure you're aware, I, this is not a position that I really felt like we needed at this point. I wanted a little bit more investigation into it. Um, Absolutely, Doctor Jackson proposed uh, this, didn't he? Grayson, to Scott Hughes. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Scott. Yeah, he he proposed it. Um, unfortunately, we we kind of lost that battle. Uh, I, I did. Um, last Tuesday vote against the funding for it. Uh, myself and Councilman Talaferro and Councilman Brooks voted against the funding for it and, and we lost that battle as well. So um I, I had been in, you know, pretty much constant conversations with, with Councilman Jackson about how we would handle the interviews. And one suggestion that I had is let you know, depending on how many applications we get, maybe we could break off and interview uh these people individually and then the top maybe four or five would be interviewed uh, in in front of the public, and then we vote on them there in a public meeting. Um, you know, over the last few days, there's been some questions, I believe, that have been raised about the legality of doing that individually. Um, but there was never, in, in my mind, and, and from talking to Councilman Jackson, there was never any intent not for the public to hear the, the top, however many, three, four, however many we had, 
and then be interviewed in front of the public and then voted upon. And I think, so, that, Grace, I think that is the big question right now. I think um, John Settle, who many know, who um, former attorney and, and, and a publisher these days of, of a newspaper, I think he has raised that exact issue on the legality and the opens meetings law in terms of interviewing. And so um, where is the council in regards? I think you just went through that process. Have you agreed on the process you just outlined? Or what do you believe well, the process we, we had, will be? But if the, we had, um, you know, Councilman Jackson is kind of leading leading this. Um, you know, my, like I said, the way it ends up, I want it to be in an open interview process. Uh, if we narrow them down, I, you know, we didn't know how many inter- how many people we were going to get in the first place, how many applicants we were going to get. So let's say we got fifteen, twenty applicants. Are, are, are those are those are those public record? Yes, they should be. Yeah, we've got six applications right now. So it's not quite as many as what we had thought. But let's let's back up and say we got 15 total applicants. How many of those applicants are really truly qualified to do the job, right? I mean, you've taken job applications before. So sort of a first HR step, a general screening step of who's even qualified. Right, exactly. So instead of interviewing everybody that may not be qualified, we, we felt breaking off into twos or threes and interviewing them, and, and I say we because I, I agreed to it, uh, and interviewing them and then taking the top three, four, or five, however many uh, we felt like that, that, that actually had uh, some skin in the game and could be hired. Then you interview those people in front of the public in a public meeting, and then you vote on them, similar to what the parish did with, the, uh, with their clerk recently, or I say recently, it's been several years ago, and then what they did with the, with the registrar of voters. That was kind of what the plan was. Now, since Mr. Settle's thrown in this that it may not be legal with open meetings law, I don't know if this was run by the city attorney. So um, I kind of think we may want to put the brakes on it right now and figure out if it's legal for us to break off into those into those groups and interview and come up with the final, you know, three or four people that we want to interview in public. Yeah, we're talking with City Councilman Grayson Butcher about the new Director of Council Affairs position created by the Shreveport City Council. Grayson, is this, I mean, this seems to me to be a a glorified PR position. What are the qualifications that the council is looking for? Well, we just got the qualification list uh, of what what they want uh, last week and, you know, college degree, people that have experience with, public relations, a, a newsletter is a big deal. You know, personally for me and for my district in District D, I, I am still going to be the point of contact. Um, and that was kind of my contention with this whole thing. I, you know, right now, my calls, people can either call me on my cell phone, they can send me an email, or they can call the council office. And then we, you know, we work together with the five employees that we have, well, four now, but the, the, the employees that we have in the council office to get things taken care of. But I like to be the point of contact. The only good sure. thing about this, the only good thing about this position is, you can call me and I can get you to the the correct department head. And then sometimes I think it's taken care of, but then I get a call about two weeks later that's not. It would be really nice to have somebody that could follow follow through and contact these people back and say, "Hey, is your is your problem taken care of?" And unfortunately, I stay so busy with my regular job and trying to take care of, of council business that it's it's hard for me to do the follow-up um, to make sure that things were, were actually completed. Uh, that's the only 
thing that I see would be beneficial to this. But, you know, I, I don't want one voice for the council. I think we all, all seven of us should have our own voices. I think all seven of us should be able to come on kill or go on television or do whatever we want to do. So, and I'm not saying that's what this position will replace, but some of the verbiage is, you know, will be a voice for the council. I, I don't need a voice. I have my own. Where are we? I mean, have you done interviews? You said you have six applications. Have, there, have they been interviews. interviewed? No, those interviews are scheduled for Friday. Um, the, the individual interviews, that the, you know, there will be like three uh, three council members or two council members and council staff that will interview each individual one. So, you know, let's say you're coming in, then, then you'll have to sit before, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to be, uh, like four different panels will interview each person. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a time tedious type deal. But now that Mr. Settle has raised the legalities of it, I want to make sure with the city attorney that us doing these individual, um, interviews is, is legal. Um, I, I kind of feel like it probably is, but I'm not an attorney and I want to make sure we're doing it right. But there was never any intention. I don't think from any council member for us to circumvent the public or, or make these secret. I just think we were just trying to kind of, narrow down the list a little bit but now that we've only got six applications maybe we don't need to narrow down the list maybe well, there, we can do it all in public there there have been several questions that have been raised one the 13 percent pay raise that we know is unsustainable um you know uh, police officer salaries it's, it's like well we find these positions these assistants at six figures but we can't pay our police officers we can't sustain this 13 percent pay raise that was just initiated um you know what 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 is your what is the council's response on that well i, I can tell you this in a, in a perfect world if grayson butcher was the mayor or if grayson butcher was then it maybe it wouldn't be a perfect world <laughs> for me it would because i'd be able to do it what you know some things that i think we should do but I would have done a hiring freeze automatically and let's figure out what we got. Let's figure out what these people are doing. Uh, and that's somewhat what I said in the meeting about this position. Let's, let's look at other cities similar size to Shreveport. Let's see what they're doing. Let's see if they have council staff to help. Let's see, you know, you can say, you know, New Orleans has full time council members. Okay. That's fine. Uh, we're not New Orleans. What what does Shreveport specifically need? And I think if we'd have taken a little bit of time, we have an open position right now. We we had a we had a young lady that left us uh, at the end of the year, so we have an open position now. Maybe, maybe this could be done within staff that we already have. But uh, you know, like I said, if I were if I were driving the boat, which I'm not, uh, and this has nothing to do with the mayor. The mayor did not choose to do this position. Let me be clear there. But I will say this: I would do a hiring freeze over all of all of Shreveport. I, I commend the mayor for what he's done with the economic development department. I, I think that one person working in there is, is, is a perfect idea instead of growing that. I mean, I, I've sat in five budget meetings over the last five years, and there is a lot of fat and personnel in the city of Shreveport. You're, you're 100% correct. Um, last question, Grayson, I think. In our last minute we've yeah. got here. Let's move beyond the, the, the hiring of the position. When they're hired, who is their supervisor? Is the supervisor the chair of the council? Is it the head of your your commission office? Is it the seven city council persons? If you get over this hiring process, who do they answer to? That's something that I've been asking for. I want to see who they answer to. In, in my mind, it would be the clerk of council, but I'm being told in some cases that it may not be. So all I want to do in this, Scott, is since there's so many unanswered questions, I want to make sure that whoever is hired, I'm part of that process 
to make sure who we get. Now, having said that, um, I don't necessarily think the position is needed, and uh, we've got a long way to go with this. So, uh, but we are pushing it very quickly. And, and like I said, I wish we could just kind of put the brakes on it. And so, I, I, this morning, since all these questions with Mr. Settle came up, I do plan to uh, to speak with the city attorney today and make sure that we're legal and we're doing everything we're supposed to do. And I want this to be as a trans as transparent as possible where the citizens know exactly what we're doing and what this person does. So that's, that's a lot of work that still needs to be done on this. Grayson Butcher, Shreveport City Council, thank you for talking with us this morning. Yeah, y'all have a great morning. Thank you too, you sir. Me. Thank you. 101.7 FM. FM, 710 Keel, Mike McCarty. Erin out. uh, She's, uh, I heard from her this weekend. She should be back this, uh, this week. Yay. She's doing well. Scott Hughes uh, sitting in for Erin today. And uh, we are grateful for your time and attention, sir. Happy to be here. You had Lewis last week, too, so you're getting lots of help. Yes, sir. 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, Aaron recovering from her shoulder surgery. Uh Scott Hughes in studio with us this morning. Busy, busy weekend, lot going on. Uh last weekend of Mardi Gras in Shreveport. Highland Parade will start off with the good news. Uh I think, as far as I know, no reports to the contrary. No, no major there, there were some wrecks, there were some things that took place, but no major incidents. Highland went off with a hitch, especially when you consider that there were Probably hundreds of thousands of people at the Highland Parade. I think that may be fair to say. There may have been 100,000 people at the Highland Parade. I, I I wanted to go. My mom and sister walked down. My wife walked down, and, and her, her brother has his daughters in town with their kids. Scott, I just, man, I told you uh, we got new flooring in our kitchen. And I ended up having Saturday going through all the baseboards around the kitchen and the the ante, ante room coming in from the back door, sanding and repainting all the baseboards. So if anyone's interested, Mike's carpentry business is now out you, of business. Out of business. You couldn't do that. I think I think it's given you a lot more respect for the men and ladies, the men and women who are doing the reconstruction here at the studio because they're doing that hard work every day. That's hard work. It's it, the bending over. I had to kind of roll a towel up to put under back my breaking? knees. Was it back breaking? Back breaking. Exhausting. Wow. And you didn't have F1 just to sit in your chair and watch the car race. <laughs> That's two I weeks know. away. Yeah. So uh, so they, we, that was Saturday. We ended up going to a, a, a party Saturday night that I slept out early. We drove. My wife and I took separate cars. It's because you're old. <laughs> I did. I'm there I, with I you, brother. My, I'm I made my you. appearance, visited with folks, and then I quietly didn't say goodbye to anybody. But you did church and your normal Sunday, yes. and everything was good by Sunday. But you just you just didn't feel up to the Highland Parade. By Sunday, I told my wife, I said, I've got to have some downtime before we start another week. But it was a big parade. You said, big weekend in the SBC. Everybody always says, nothing to do. Oh, there was oh. things to do all over town. There were concerts. There were parades. There was all kinds of stuff this weekend. Now, uh, Saturday night, obviously, crew of Gemini and 
unfortunately, we had a, a, a tragic event take place. The traditional was, parade route started downtown, came through you know, Shreveport-Barksdale area, Clyde Fent, and then into the Duck Pond, and there were some issues, I think, right there where Clyde Fent Parkway turns into Shreveport-Barksdale Highway. There was at least, there were, there's a confirmed at least one shooting, and one, one young man is dead. There's reports of a second shooting, and I think you've done some, some research, but we can't really get confirmation outside of this one young man from Texas is dead. I reached out to uh, Shreveport police officials and um, detectives, and the response I got was, I can't really release information because they're still investigating all of this. And we had speculated probably hundreds, of, dozens if not hundreds of witnesses, and I think you got some confirmation of that. And, 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 uh, and he said, you know, detectives are still working, and there's there were a lot of witnesses, and so they're going through all of that probably video, like you said, uh, cell phone video, and he said strange circumstances and i don't want to that i don't want to speak out of school so we don't know what happened and, and I'm, i am not going to speculate on air there were some crazy reports that night involving kids and drinking and all kinds of stuff and and that area not not exactly where this was it's sort of around the corner on the parkway but one of the known one of the known worst areas is the shreve city area it's always an area that just is massive amounts of people and lots of partying um and it, and it can i think a parade, any large community event can be an interesting. It sits right on the edge because so many people are having a great time. All it often takes is one bad thing to set something off. And um, by our, our accounts, there are at least two shootings we believe that took place that night. What? Yeah. Again, we, it's hard to get confirmation. We know of one for sure. We've had a, a reported a second shooting. Um, but you just you just were looking through news. There was a, a shooting in New Orleans. This is the, the, yeah, and to, to put it in perspective, there were hundreds of thousands of people at the Gemini Mardi Gras parade. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we have an incident, and, and let's wait and see the facts. Because um, you hear shooting, and you think, oh, my God, somebody showed up and just started shooting people. No, something probably happened that led people to getting upset that probably led to a shooting of some kind. But, we, but it's not just isolated here. We did see that last night in New Orleans, um, there there was a shooting at the parade in New Orleans, the 9.30, 10 o'clock parade. I actually forgot which, which crew Bacchus. it was. Bacchus. The crew of Bacchus. Um, and, and there were five people shot in New Orleans. One was killed, four in the hospital. They've already arrested the shooter in that one. Yeah. So um, you get large amounts of people together these days. There is a chance that something can happen. So, uh, yeah, detectives are working on that, and, uh, and we hope to get some information. As soon as we do, we will pass that along as well. Scott Hughes in for Aaron McCarty. Mike and McCarty, one. 1017 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mikey McCarty Aaron um I almost said on vacation. <laughs> it, it seems like this this may be the longest Aaron's been off the radio as well. I mean normally I'll take a week or something, but she has yeah, she's going to be out two weeks because she had shoulder surgery. Uh she had some tendons repaired. Um, allegedly. That's what she said. I did go by her house and she is She's got the the brace and it's the, the the big pad under the arm and it's cinched down against her body so she doesn't move it. Um, I didn't shave her pits. She asked me to and I just wouldn't do it. So, uh, but she's uh, got a, a, a doctor's appointment for Wednesday. 
hopefully, and hopefully back Thursday. Hopefully be back Thursday. If you said you may have you may have Lewis in tomorrow, is that Lewis Avaloni scheduled? Yeah, he's he's coming in tomorrow, and uh, we're we're still we're I'm, I'm you guys will have fun working on. Oh yeah, Lewis is great. American Ground Radio. He and Stephen Parr. They're on every day this station in the evenings, five to seven p.m. every Monday through Friday on one hundred one seven FM seven ten Kiel. But uh, yeah, busy weekend last weekend. Um, I, I, I just, I just, we went out. Okay. Let me take it back. We did go out to dinner Friday night with some friends, had a great time. Um, Saturday we had a party that we went to, uh, an engagement party. Some friends of ours, daughter got engaged and, uh, her fiance, nice kid, very nice guy looks exactly like Baker Mayfield. Oh, I mean, the quarterback. He could sign autographs. He could set up, and people would still go. And they'd there'd be pictures on Facebook. I met Baker Mayfield. Very nice kid, and uh, we had a good time there. But I'm telling you, I by by Sunday, I I wanted, I loved the crew of Highland Parade, but I just didn't. I just, I just hadn't. I had no energy. I think a good bit of the town today is technically a holiday. Our radio right. air quotes. It's President's Day. A lot of people um, are off today. So a lot of people be off. The banks will be closed, and so I think a lot of people can use the day off. And the schools are closed. I know at least in Caddo, it's it's a four day weekend for Caddo Parish. Uh, my wife's a teacher. She's off, so it'd be a good recovery day um, on President's Day. Uh, it, it is President's Day. Um, is is the city services or city services running today? Like garbage pickup? Because our day is normally Monday. I, I believe. Don't quote me. I believe they are. I saw this discussion over the weekend, and I believe for some reason they are. Okay. Wow. Strange. But so it's one of those bank holidays, basically. At my house, we put the trash can out. Ours is Monday, so we put it out every Sunday night, regardless of whether the next day is a holiday or not. I'm right. never going to be tricked. If it's there when I get home, I pull it back in. <laughs> but um, that's always my advice to everyone. So if they don't pick it up on Monday, you you pull it back in and pull, take pull, it back out. That, well, let me pull back the curve. Then if it's Tuesday, we put it back out. No, but, yeah. I leave it out there. Yeah, I leave it <laughs> if they don't pick it up. But uh, yeah, so uh, Journey in concert. A lot, a lot of people posting pictures from from Journey. We got a chance to see. If you haven't seen this kid that that has taken over, uh, singing all of Steve Perry's hits from Journey from the seventies and eighties, uh, this guy's amazing. Arnell Pineda. So this was not a tribute band. This was actually oh, this Journey, is Journey. Journey with a sub with with a new with singer a new singing singer. the lead. The band has still been contiguously performing. Yes, and so. and he is, in fact, I think he's doing those songs where Steve Perry probably couldn't do them anymore, and through no fault of his own. You you know you get to be close to seventy, you you can't hit those high notes. Randy Meiser with the Eagles at a certain right. point had to bow down, bow out, and Steve Perry, I guess, with Journey. And we talked about uh, Randy Meisner last week a little bit, you and I. Uh, about, I'm a big, big Eagles fan. Yeah, me too. And and the the documentary, which by the way, after we talked, I went to look it up. And uh, I can't find it without. I, I think now you have to pay for it. I think. Well, Ace, the, things come on and off Netflix. You know, their agreements with studios change. I understand that, but Amazon Prime, like, like I'm an Andy Griffith show fan. The Shopping Network, Amazon Prime. Oh, they have a TV network too. They have they have a Amazon Prime. You know, the the 
streaming service. I joke at my house. Amazon is like our delivery service. Everything we, Abs- we, we have in our house comes. I, from I Amazon. hate to admit it, but um, I think they a lot of stuff that I would watch, like Andy Griffith, Doc Martin, shows that have been on there for years. You know, uh, and then all of a sudden they're not available anymore. And I always wonder: is it because they know they'll get me to pay for it? Like, like if if Ruben signed in, you know, would he be able to stream it? And and but they know I I am going to pay for the, you know the Andy Griffith show. That's you a, do see black helicopters <laughs> in the sky, don't you? <laughs> that that don't is you. That is a good. Wait, thing. Listen, <laughs> but it's 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 not just you because so many people were watching the Andy Griffith show and so frequently they were like, well, we can make money. Right. Yeah. Well, right. People, people pay to watch this, but also because uh, it a, was included in in your Prime membership. Right. Uh, but there is this app called Pluto TV. Okay. And, I've, I've heard of that. Yeah. And they have a Andy Griffith channel that just plays Andy Griffith. Although you don't get to pick the episode, it's like mm-hmm. TV and there's commercials, but it's totally free to download and free to use. So Pluto TV for your for your and, and that's not needs. an ad are, no. you, are you are you a spokesman for no. pluto tv no 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 he's also a user <laughs> okay i i've gotten spoiled though like the office that's another one the office used to be on netflix i think for years i've been through it several now you can't get it mm. you have to pay for it i think paramount plus or or peacock or whatever that whatever it is have both of those to watch soccer so I guess I could go watch. Oh, there you go. go. See, I just can't pay for another service. I've got enough. But, but uh, yeah, you can't catch The Office anymore. I can't watch things with commercials anymore. Never saw an episode of The Office. I have to come clean. I've never seen The Office. You you have me ready to go. That may be something we, we decide to watch. My wife and I are re-watching Grey's Anatomy, all 117 seasons of right. it. Right, yeah. It's such a, such a great show. Some of these shows were just fabulous. Whenever my wife restarts that show, it's like, well, I'm not going to get to use the TV for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and speaking of seasons like The Bachelor, which I have never seen eight seconds of, period, I I is, but is that's a whole other house, segment, not by me. But they go, join us for season thirty-three of The Bachelor, and I'm like, it's not been on thirty years, so their, their seasons must be like six weeks long. I think they do multiple seasons with what you and I would call one TV. Season. Andy Griffith used to do thirty-two episodes a year. That's crazy. Now, now most shows have, you know, especially considering that he lived in a town where nothing ever happened. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> Scotty is in for Aaron McCarty, Mike and McCarty. One one seven. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Shreveport City Council in the process of uh, setting up interviews for the new position of director of council affairs to the tune of six figures uh, on the city, uh, Shreveport City budget. Uh, Councilman Grayson Butcher uh, talked with us earlier this morning on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. And you, if you missed that conversation, you'll hear that next with Mike and McCarty, Scott Hughes in studio. One oh one seven FM seven.
101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty with Scott Hughes in studio. And on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Shreveport City Councilman Grayson Butcher. Grayson, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. How are y'all? Man, we're doing great. Thank you for uh, agreeing to talk with us this morning. Uh, We're talking about the uh, Director of Council Affairs that uh, has been, this position has been created um, are you guys interviewing now? Is how's that process going? What, where are we in that stage? Well, as, as I'm sure you're aware, I, this is not a position that I really felt like we needed at this point. I wanted a little bit more investigation into it. Um, Absolutely, Doctor Jackson proposed uh-huh. this, didn't he? Grayson, this is Scott Hughes. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Scott. Yeah, he he proposed it. Um, unfortunately, we we kind of lost that battle. Uh, I, I did. Um, last Tuesday vote against the funding for it. Uh, myself and Councilman Talaferro and Councilman Brooks voted against the funding for it and, and we lost that battle as well. So um I, I had been in, you know, pretty much constant conversations with, with Councilman Jackson about how we would handle the interviews. And one suggestion that I had is let you know, depending on how many applications we get, maybe we could break off and interview uh these people individually and then the top maybe four or five would be interviewed uh, in in front of the public, and then we vote on them there in a public meeting. Um, you know, over the last few days, there's been some questions, I believe, that have been raised about the legality of doing that individually. Um, but there was never, in, in my mind, in, and from talking to Councilman Jackson, there was never any intent not for the public to hear the, the top however many, three, four, however many we had, and then be interviewed in front of the public and then voted upon. And I think, so, Grace, I think that is the big question right now. I think um, John Settle, who many know, who um former attorney and, and, and a publisher these days of, of a newspaper, I think he has raised that exact issue on the legality and the open meetings law in terms of interviewing. And so um, where is the council in regards? I think you just went through that process. Have you agreed on the process you just outlined? Or what do you believe well, the process we, we had, will be? Well, we if the, we had, um, you know, Councilman Jackson is kind of leading leading this. Um, you know, my, like I said, the way it ends up, I want it to be in an open interview process. Uh, if we narrow them down, I, you know, we didn't know how many inter- how many people we were going to get in the first place, how many applicants we were going to get. So let's say we got fifteen, twenty applicants. Are, are, the, are those are those uh, are those public record? Yes, they should be. Yeah, we've got six applications right now. So. It's not quite as many as what we had thought, but let's let's back up and say we got 15 total applicants. How many of those applicants are really truly qualified to do the job, right? I mean, you've taken job applications before. It's so sort of a first HR step, a, a general screening step of who's even qualified. Right, exactly. So instead of interviewing everybody that may not be qualified, we, we felt breaking off into twos or threes and interviewing them. And, and I say we because I, I agreed to it. Uh, and interviewing them and then taking the top three, four, or five, however many uh, we felt like that, that, that actually had uh, some skin in the game and could be hired. Then you interview those people in front of the public in a public meeting, and then you vote on them, similar to what the parish did with the uh, with their clerk recently, or I say recently, it's been several years ago, and then what they did with the, with the registrar of voters. That was kind of what the plan was now. Since Mr. Settle's thrown in this, that it may not be legal with open meetings law, I don't know if this was run by the city attorney. So um, I kind of think we may want to put the brakes on it right now and figure out if it's legal for us to break off into those into those groups and interview and come up with the final, you know, 
three or four people that we want to interview them publicly. Yeah, we're talking with City Councilman Grayson Butcher about the new Director of Council Affairs position created by the Shreveport City Council. Grayson, is this, I mean, this seems to me to be a, a glorified PR position. What are the qualifications that the council is looking for? Well, we just got the qualification list uh, of what uh, of what they want uh, last week. And, you know, college degree, people that have experience with public relations, a, a newsletter is a big deal. You know, personally for me and for my district in District D, I, I am still going to be the point of contact. Um, and that was kind of my contention with this whole thing. I, you know, right now, my calls, people can either call me on my cell phone, they can send me an email, or they can call the council office. And then we, you know, we work together with the five employees that we have, well, four now, but the, the, the employees that we have in the council office to get things taken care of. But I like to be the point of contact. The only good sure. thing about this, the only good thing about this position is, you can call me and I can get you to the the correct department head. And then sometimes I think it's taken care of, but then I get a call about two weeks later that's not. It would be really nice to have somebody that could follow follow through and contact these people back and say, "Hey, is your is your problem taken care of?" And unfortunately, I stay so busy with my regular job and trying to take care of of council business that it's it's hard for me to do the follow-up um to make sure that things were were actually completed uh that's the only thing that i see would be beneficial to this but you know i i don't want one voice for the council i think we all all seven of us should have our own voices i think all seven of us should be able to come on keel or go on television or do whatever we want to do so and i'm not saying that's what this position will replace but some of the verbiage is, you know, will be a voice for the council. I, I don't need a voice. I have my own. Where are we? I mean, have you done interviews? You said you have six applications. No, have there, have there, they been interviewed? No, those interviews are scheduled for Friday. Um, the, the individual interviews, that the, you know, there will be like three, uh, three council members or two council members and council staff that will interview each individual one. So, you know, let's say you're coming in, then, then you'll have to sit before, you know, I don't know what it's going to be, uh, like four different panels will interview each person. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a time tedious type deal. But now that Mr. Settle has raised the legalities of it, I want to make sure with the city attorney that us doing these individual, um, interviews is, is legal. Um, I, I kind of feel like it probably is, but I'm not an attorney and I want to make sure we're doing it right. But there was never any intention, I don't think from any council member, for us to circumvent the public or, or make these secret. I just think we were just trying to kind of narrow down the list a little bit. But now that we've only got six applications, maybe we don't need to narrow down the list. Maybe well, we there, can do it all in public. There have been several questions that have been raised. One, the 13% pay raise that we know is unsustainable. Um, you know, uh, police officers' salaries, it's, it's like, well, we find these positions, these assistants at six figures, but we can't pay our police officers. We can't sustain this 13% pay raise that was just initiated. Um, you know, what, 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 is your, what is the council's response on that? Well, I, I can tell you this. In a, in a perfect world, if Grayson Butcher was the mayor or if Grayson Butcher was Senate, maybe it wouldn't be a perfect world. <laughs> For me, it would because I'd be able to do it what you know, some things that I think we should do. But I would have done a hiring freeze automatically, and let's figure out what we got. Let's figure out what these people are doing. Uh, and that's somewhat what I said in the meeting about this position. Let's, let's look at other cities similar size to Shreveport 
Let's see what they're doing. Let's see if they have council staff to help. Let's see, you know, you can say, you know, New Orleans has full-time council members. Okay, that's fine. Uh, we're not New Orleans. What what does Shreveport specifically need? And I think if we'd have taken a little bit of time, we have an open position right now. We we had a we had a young lady that left us uh, at the end of the year, so we have an open position now. Maybe, maybe this could be done within staff that we already have. But uh, you know, like I said, if I were if I were driving the boat, which I'm not, uh, and this has nothing to do with the mayor. The mayor did not choose to do this position. Let me be clear there. But I will say this: I would do a hiring freeze over all of. All of Shreveport. I I commend the mayor for what he's done with the economic development department. I, I think that one person working in there is, is is a perfect idea instead of growing that. I mean, I, I've sat in five budget meetings over the last five years, and there is a lot of fat and personnel in the city of Shreveport. You're you're one hundred percent correct. Um, last question, Grayson. I think you know, our last minute we've yeah, got here. Let's move beyond the, the the hiring of the position. When they're hired. Who is their supervisor? Is the supervisor the chair of the council? Is it the head of your your commission office? Is it the seven city council persons? If you get over this hiring process, who do they answer to? That's something that I've been asking for. I want to see who they answer to. In, in my mind, it would be the clerk of council, but I'm being told in some cases that it may not be. So all I want to do in this, Scott, is since there's so many unanswered questions, I want to make sure that whoever is hired, I'm part of that process. Uh, to make sure who we get. Now, having said that, um, I don't necessarily think the position is needed, and uh, we've got a long way to go with this. So, uh, But we are pushing it very quickly, and, and like I said, I wish we could just kind of put the brakes on it. And so I, I, this morning, since all these questions with Mr. Settle came up, I do plan to, uh, to speak with the city attorney today and make sure that we're legal and we're doing everything we're supposed to do. And I want this to be as, a tra- as transparent as possible where the citizens know exactly what we're doing and what this person does. So that's, that's a lot of work that still needs to be done on this. Fine. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty with Scott Hughes. Scott, in the last thirty seconds, explain to me and help me understand uh, uh, the presidential election and the electoral college. Um, we vote in fifty <laughs> states. Whoever gets the most votes win, and then we fight about it for six months. <laughs> Thank you. That cleared that up. Hey, thanks for coming in this morning. Glad to be here. Maybe back this week. Hopefully Aaron's back. I think you have Lewis tomorrow. It's yeah. Be good radio. Make it a great Monday. 101.7 FM.